Hi everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. You're currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I'm your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer, a Qigong instructor, and a Simra practitioner. I help you heal trauma and your unprocessed wounds in order for you to remove your blockages and step into alignment. All my links to working with me are listed in the show notes, as well as a direct link to book your free consultation for a Simra session with me. You know, it feels like it's been quite a long time since I've spoken to you all one-on-one on this podcast, so I feel very grateful to be joining you today like this. So the purpose of this episode is to show you how I approach myself when I'm not feeling good or at my absolute best. And it's basically the processes that I take myself through when I notice that I'm not feeling at the top of my game. And if you've read the title of this episode, you'll see that it's called What I Do When I Feel Like Absolute Caca. And (laughs) I think it's funny that I have this platform to have titles like this. Um... And I definitely could have gone with a title that's a lot more palatable. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes we just feel like absolute caca. So I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. And the gist of this episode revolves around basically how I speak to myself when I'm not feeling good. I talk to myself a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. So I'm going to share with you the conversations that I have with myself that get me feeling more in alignment and feeling more accepted and understood when I do feel bad. Notice how I didn't say happy because the goal isn't always to be happy at the end of it. Like Dixie D'Amelio sings, you know, sometimes I don't want to be happy. Um... Yeah, (laughs) so the purpose of this episode is instead just how you can feel seen and heard regardless of what your emotions are at the end of the day. Alright everyone, so let's dive in. So to preface this episode, I first want to talk about emotions. Jill Bolt-Taylor, who is a neuroscientist, says that the physiological lifespan of an emotion in the body and brain is 90 seconds, but what keeps us trapped in their sensations is the stories that we tell ourselves about them. So we're only supposed to experience emotions for around 90 seconds, but that rarely ever happens. You know, sometimes we allow ourselves to get stuck in those sensations for hours or days or even weeks. And this is because we have so many experiences stored in our memories that assign more meaning to the emotions that we experience. Most of the time, our intense reactions aren't reactions to the present moment, but they're responses from past situations that are triggered by the present moment. And while you can't control what triggers you because you can't help what hurts you, what you can do is recognize that triggers are just an indication to yourself that there's a part of you that needs a little more healing and a little more love. So going along with this topic, I've noticed that when I'm triggered, I can easily find myself sucked into a spiral. And to be honest, these rabbit holes get me feeling like absolute caca. So lately, I've just been observing myself when I do get into these states, and I've been finding what works for me and what doesn't. And one concept in particular has played a big role in how I observe myself when I do get into these not-good-feeling states. This concept comes from from Miriam Hasna, and she says, okay, bear with me. You may notice that you feel moments of sadness, frustration, or anger. But the one who notices these passing states, for example, that you are angry, is that one angry? You are that. 
<laughs> so to think about this in the least confusing way possible, it just reminds us that we're not our emotions, but instead we're just the person recognizing our experiences of them. So if you notice yourself feeling sadness, the part of you that's recognizing your experience of sadness is not also sad. That part of you that's just observing is your true essence. And hearing that perspective was very interesting for me, and in a way it helped me detach myself from the experience of my emotions. And when I can separate the emotions from my identity, it lessens a charge of their intensity. It also just gives me a moment to consider the situation and reflect on what's happening instead of just purely reacting to it. Something else that's been a really big game changer for me is just the simple act of asking myself what I want. And when you ask yourself, what do I want? You're going to open up this huge expansive opportunity for you to consciously make a choice of how you want to go forward. And this is how it usually unfolds for me, okay? When I get into negative spirals, I start to feel myself shifting. My mindset becomes negative and I can like literally feel myself becoming a magnet for more negative thoughts that genuinely don't feel good in my body. And it's just this train of memory after memory and sensation after sensation that gets me feeling kind of stuck. And when I can take a step back and observe that I'm feeling this way, I simply just ask myself, all right, do you want to keep feeling this way or do you want to feel something different? Because I'm fine with either option, you know? I just want to be consciously aware that I'm making this choice. And this can go either way, you know? Like, I just want to be aware of it. And I say this to myself because this can go in two directions, right? The first direction is that sometimes I just want to stay in a negative feeling state and that's okay. Feeling negative emotions doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, and it's a natural part of the human experience. And sometimes you have no energy to try and feel positive, and when this happens, the idea of attempting anything different can feel like the biggest mountain to climb. So just take the path of least resistance. I give myself permission to not feel positive. Sometimes I genuinely have no desire to shift my mood, and once I make that recognition, I stop resisting the emotions, and I stop perpetuating the pressure that I have on myself to feel better. Because everyone's first initial thought once they feel negative is that it's not good, you know? Like, how can I start to feel happy, right? But... What if you just let yourself feel bad? You know, feel your feelings. It's nothing new. If you've listened to my podcast, I talk about it all the time. But I just also want to clarify that it doesn't always have to be a huge ordeal for you to feel your feelings and take this huge deep dive in and understand where all your emotions come from. No, like feeling your feelings can just be taking the path of least resistance and letting the emotion that feels most natural to you come forth in your current state. You know, I would have saved so many hours of my life by just allowing myself to feel bad without pressuring myself to feel positive because my initial thought really is always to just, or it used to be at least, to just be like, okay, how can I get myself feeling happy? How can I get myself feeling happy because, you know, it's not good to feel this way, but you know, why would I, why put that pressure on yourself? Like, it's natural to not feel good. It's okay that you feel that way. <laughs> Hold space for yourself to not feel good. When you do, you're gonna, you, you're just gonna let yourself 
feel validated because you're accepting yourself exactly as you are without trying to change anything about yourself. Holding space is just allowing you to tell yourself it's okay to feel this way and it's understandable why you feel this way and you don't have to change anything about yourself in order for me to accept you and love you and see you as you are. You know? that's it holding space is a beautiful concept if you want to learn more about holding space you can listen to my episode 27 and it's called holding space (laughs) and yeah you'll learn more about it but I talk to myself a lot and I'm always saying this to myself when I do feel bad like I don't shame myself for feeling negative I just tell myself like I'm not accepting it right I'm not saying like it's good that you feel this way I want you to like keep feeling this way and feel this way forever no but I do tell myself like I see you and it's so understandable why you feel bad like how else would you feel in this situation like of course you're gonna feel bad you have every right to feel badly about the situation or feel fill in the blank feel sad feel frustrated feel angry either or you know all of the above it's so understandable that you feel this way and it's okay that you feel this way that's it you're allowed to feel any way that you want to and it is completely valid for you to feel any way that you want to. But I also want to point out that when I recognize my emotions and validate them by just simply recognizing that it's okay for me to feel that way, that doesn't always mean that I act out on them. So sometimes like I want to scream into someone's face or sometimes I want to punch someone, you know, but I'm not going to do that. I'll tell myself instead of course you want to do that it makes sense why you want to do that it's okay that you feel like doing that it makes so much sense that you want to do that but you know we're not going to do that and that's okay but if you want to punch a pillow we can do that yeah that's fine you know why not um but we're not going to step out of alignment and harm other people in the process of us validating ourselves and when i ask myself how i want to feel sometimes I can get to the root of where it's coming from. So sometimes I'll get really specific responses from myself. And when I ask, I'll get clear messages like, I just want to feel understood or I just want to feel seen. And so I'll keep talking to myself and I'll just say, okay, like how can we make you feel understood? And so I can get a multitude of different responses. It just depends on, you know, the situation. But sometimes I get like, oh, I want to journal it out or, oh, I want to vent to my friend about it. Or, oh, I just want to scream at the top of my lungs because I just want to take up space, you know? So I'll go to my room and shove my head in a pillow and seriously just scream until my throat hurts. And (laughs) like it may seem weird to other people, but like screaming feels so good and it's so okay for you to feel angry and frustrated and to let it out through your throat chakra. Are you kidding me? To just give yourself that permission. Oh my goodness. It feels amazing. But yeah, different responses, different situations. And you know, I just give myself that permission and I honor myself of how I want to feel. I also want to point out that when you do take the path of least resistance, you're going to naturally neutralize yourself and find calm waters eventually because you're just going to go in flow of what is already happening. And that genuine self-acceptance of as you are and that compassion will also naturally bring you into a higher vibration. 
Alright, so that's one direction that you can take is just letting yourself feel however you feel um, and just keep going with that. But something else that I've noticed, alright, is that when I get into negative spirals, I've also realized that sometimes I feel this train of negativity and it's something that it's something that I naturally just opt into. It's kind of something that happens by default, but I've realized that it's not always necessarily how I want to feel. And I've noticed that this pattern usually comes up for cases when I'm triggered by something that I've already spent a lot of time in healing. And yes, I completely recognize that sometimes we need to revisit the things that we thought were already healed, but in the same breath, I've also noticed that sometimes we're just so used used to feeling a certain way about something that we don't allow ourselves to move on from it at all and feel differently about it. Like your body can just be so used to reacting to something in a specific way so it just keeps taking you back to that same emotion even if you feel differently about it now. Can you relate to this? Like have you ever gone through an experience when you feel your body like physically preparing you for a big blow like tensing up getting ready for it but when you actually live the experience it's not as bad as you thought it would be and you're like okay wow like that's awesome something has changed something has shifted in me but if you let yourself you could still very well just keep thinking about it enough until you eventually feel that same way again and you do feel bad an example of this was one time I was driving in the car and a song came on that always used to make me cry because it reminded me of certain events in my life and just a period where I was not happy about, right? And I could feel my body tense up and I prepared myself to get emotional, kind of like a trauma response. Um, but after a while, I realized that I no longer felt the same way about the song or even about the past that it reminded me of. But I was so ready and willing to feel it and I knew that if I kept my mind on the same track, I could just keep thinking about it enough that I would eventually bring myself down to the feelings that I had prepared myself to feel. So, I've asked myself, you know, why do I automatically default to feeling bad? And I've seen that sometimes by indulging in this rabbit hole, it, it gives me this jaded sense of control. Like, the more I can think about it, and the more I can look into these situations, the more I can convince myself that I understand them. Like, the more data that I have, the more prepared I can be. And unfortunately, this is a very backwards way of thinking, and it's more of an emotional addiction. And a lot of us have emotional addictions that we're not aware of. In emotional addictions, our bodies can become dependent on chemical responses that our brain releases associated with specific emotions, even if those emotions make us feel miserable. Emotional addictions can have you constantly, chronically actually, reliving and talking about situations long after they've happened because it gets you back into the same feeling state that you experienced it in. We become addicted to the rush of our neurotransmitters. I know that for a long period in my life, I was addicted to feeling guilt because I wanted to punish myself in some way. Um, so I spent a lot of time thinking about all these different things that I did to make me feel like I was a horrible person. And I would constantly relive situations that just made me feel miserable. And it just gave me this weird, horrible sense of control in some way, as most addictions do, um, but eventually I had to recognize that this needed to end, and I had to break these chains of addiction by no longer allowing myself to continue in this path. 
And something that really helps is that I've learned to ask myself what I need in order to feel good. So instead of resorting to feeling like absolute caca, even though it's something that I know that I don't want to do, I just tune in and ask myself what would feel good instead. And it's such a simple concept and yet it's so mind-blowing how so many people are detached from asking themselves what they truly want on a regular basis. It's so often that we deny ourselves the things that would make us feel good. Take a second, take many seconds, take multiple seconds at a time all throughout your day and just ask your soul what would feel good right now and then honor it. It's going to give you different responses for different situations at different times in your life. So just keep asking and keep checking in with yourself. You know, sometimes crying feels good. Sometimes expressing your anger feels good. Sometimes going for a run feels good. While at the same time, sometimes laying in bed and doing nothing feels good. So just keep asking, keep tuning in. A few days ago, I woke up feeling a bit anxious because I had this long list of to-do, I had, no, that doesn't make sense, I had a long to-do list, there you go, on my plate. And so I asked myself, you know, what would feel good right now because I know that you're feeling anxious. And logically, what would make sense to me in my mind is, okay, crossing off things on the to-do list and getting shit done would make me feel good. But when I really listened, the response that I got is, I want to bake a cake. Baking a cake would feel good. And I was just like, okay, you know, that's kind of random, but let's do it. And so I just listened to myself, listened to my authenticity, and played into that spontaneity. And I baked a cake. It tasted delicious. It was fun to do. And then I had a better attitude when I eventually did start getting to work on my to-do list. So feeling good also doesn't ask you to change how you're feeling. It just gives you space to willingly do what you truly desire. And I think that when we add labels to what good feels like, it makes it a little more difficult. Because like I said, I don't ask myself, what, what do I need to do right now in order to feel happy? Unless my body specifically asks me to feel happy. Um... Because sometimes people don't know what happiness feels like. And so they're like, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But everyone knows what good feels like because it's a sensation. It's kind of like a goldfish. Like you can't really tell if a goldfish is happy per se. But you will definitely see a difference between a goldfish that is feeling good and a goldfish that is not feeling good. So be a goldfish and just break things down into simplicity and start from there. Just tune in and ask yourself, what would feel good right now and what is one step that I can make into honoring that? Simple, beautiful, gorgeous, we love it. <laughs> so do it, okay? Try it out. And I also want to mention that I was discussing this podcast topic with my boyfriend and he mentioned that something that helps him align with feeling good is the process of acting as if. So he just asks himself, what would I be doing right now if I weren't feeling down? And then he follows through with it. Acting as if works with the law of attraction to get you into a specific feeling state so that you can bring more of that specific energy in. And if you want to learn more about acting as if, listen to episode 4 called Acting as If Manifestation Mindset. 
Alright, so my last tip that I have to use to raise my vibration after I decide that yes, I do want to feel different, I do want to feel good, is I list 10 things that I'm grateful for. And I count each and every one of them on each and every one of my fingers. And sometimes this takes me a long time to do, sometimes I lose track or like I'm just like out of it and it takes me a long time to think of something that I'm grateful for. Other times it's very simple and I can get feeling, you know, so into this feeling of gratitude and happiness that <laughs> sometimes I even cry, you know? So just do that. Just list things that you're grateful for once you decide that you want to feel good. Be sure to list things that you are truly, truly grateful for, that you actually have an immense appreciation for, that's genuine, whether it has to be the ants on the ground for looking so darn cute or your mom because she rocks. If you have a mom that rocks, you know, make it authentic to you. Gratitude is the quickest way to shift your energy. And before I personally pray or talk to the universe, I usually begin with listing 10 things that I'm grateful for just because it shifts my perspective. And it also helps me from, it stops me from feeling so needy, like desperate, like, oh, I need this and this and this. Because I remember like, girl, you have your back covered. You have so much that you can see around you that you're so grateful for. And it just calms me down and it feels amazing. One more thing that I've been doing recently that I used to do a long time ago, but I forgot and then I'm reapplying into my life consistently now is I'm listening to binaural beats and there's nothing new to them. I've been doing this for a long time. One time in college <laughs> for my public speaking class, I did a whole speech on binaural beats, but the reason why binaural beats are so cool is that they play, like you need to use earphones when you listen to binaural beats because different frequencies play in each earbud and the way that it helps you is it deepens your meditation state because your brain tries to kind of neutralize the different frequencies in your mind so it gives you something to concentrate on and it just makes meditation a lot easier and deeper and there's a specific binaural beat um, that I listen to that gets me feeling so amazing and you can definitely go on YouTube and find what works for you but I'm just going to link the specific one that I use in the show notes so you can have access to that because that that specific one makes me cry all the time it makes me feel so happy and it's called blissful positive energy and let me tell you yes it gives me that sensation as well so yeah you know that's basically it for this week's episode obviously there's a lot more things that I do but these are just a few things that I've noticed have been helping me a lot lately and I hope that they help you too Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. As always, my links are listed in the show notes, my Instagram, my Facebook page, and my website. Feel free to contact me anytime, and I will see you next time. Bye!